1: So <laughs>
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode, another edition of The Real Deal. I'm your host as always, Courtney Harden. Uh, Glad to be here. Glad to be with another episode on this snowy, rainy day here in Philly. It is nasty out here and cold, but uh, that's the way it is here in the East Coast. But I'm glad to be back with another episode. We're live here on Roku TV. Uh, March 12th, March Madness is around the corner as well. So, uh, again, thanks for everyone that's tuning in. We're live on um, Roku TV, BS3 TV Network, also live on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Twitter, YouTube as well. So, check it out. Uh, Check out all of our shows on the BS3 Network, bs3network.com. So you can get all the, you can get all the content there as well. So just check out, check out the website, BS3, uh, TV, the BS3 network, uh, is the spot there. Uh, excited, excited, excited for another great episode. You can follow, uh, this show on Twitter at get the real deal. Also follow on Facebook, facebook.com slash get the real deal. Um, just Google the real deal with Courtney Harden. You could get all the shows, all the past episodes. You can find it on Google Play, Spotify, all the podcast platforms. Uh, hit me up on all social media platforms, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, as well. Uh, shout out to Ivan Dawkins himself, Doc. There got a, he's got quite a few shows on the network as well. Uh, again, we have good, uh, we have great shows across the platform across the bs3 network uh, platform uh we got shows about sports spirituality movie reviews um tv reviews uh we got a little bit of everything social uh things that we talk about we talk about a little bit of everything um so if you if you have you if you have an idea for a show or if you want to jump on the network please do um we are always looking for <clears throat> new content, new, uh, shows, new podcasters. It's an entire family of shows. Like I said, it's, it's, not just, uh, sports. It's, it's all things, spirituality and, uh, movie reviews and TV reviews and, um, social issues. We talk about, we talk a little bit about everything, um, that w- we got you covered on all. I mean, I think we got like 30 episodes. I think we got like 30, uh, shows on the network now so the, the the network just keeps building and grinding bs3 network is where it's at find it on all again find it on all social media platforms find it on all podcast platforms google bs3 network and you can just get all the content there so shout out to the entire network as well so yeah i got a big show today it's um a lot of stuff is happening in the in the month of march i mean you got march madness the conference tournaments have begun so seedings and teams are uh trying to get where they need where they where they're going to be uh selection sunday is tomorrow for march madness it's always an exciting time for college basketball fans and that's for the men's and women's uh shout out to the women as well march madness so not just the men the women as well so uh, a lot of great uh great games coming up in the next couple of days so check that out i'm gonna be in and quite i'm gonna be in quite a few around this time around march madness i'm in a lot of different uh brackets like my my work does they do a bracket challenge so i'm always into that that's for money (laughs) so you know gotta try to uh try to win that and the funny thing is with that the last couple of years not 2020 because 2020 got shut down because of the pandemic but uh not 22 but 2019 i got third and it was just just short a couple of points from from money and then 2018 my wife she played in it uh the March madness uh challenge in 2018 and she got in the top five as well i think she was third or fourth as well she was up at the top most of the most of the time so i'm gonna win this year so just let that out there so anybody that's playing against me <laughs> and i'm just saying it i'm going to win these bracket challenges so uh, so be on the lookout for that. So it's always a fun time, March Madness, and uh, all the brackets, and everybody has their Final Fours, and it's a good time. It's a good time just to watch it, and to uh, if you if you're a gambler, you gamble on it, or you just love the the games, the some of these uh, Cinderella teams that come out of nowhere, these Cs uh, that are like twelve, usually a twelve upsets of five. Or, you know, 11 and upsets a four or something like that. Number one seeds go down early sometimes. And it, it's just, it's like I said, it's the madness of March. I call it the madness of March, it's March, Madness, Madness of March. So that's, uh, that's like upcoming. So, and this year's is, totally, uh, opens wide open. This is one of the, the, one of the first years in a long time where there's not a clear cut favorite going into next week, uh, there, there's been teams like Auburn. There's been so many teams that've been number one, and they've, they've, they've get, they've had some big losses as well. Uh, so yes, and I just says with the BS3 network here at the Lunch Break Show, a BS3 has won five hundred dollar prize. I will be entering that one too because, like I said, I'm going to be entering a bunch of these tournaments, a bunch of these March Madness, uh, these challenges, and like I said, my work has one. Um, that BS3 Network will have. I I, I did one last year, but I'm uh, going to let Andre Jones of the Lunch Break Sports Show uh, BS3 Network has one too. So I'll be entering that $500 prize. I'm trying to just win money. (laughs) That's what it's, I'm trying to win. Uh, So like I said, my work has one. I'll be entering a few others. I'll probably enter the ESPN Challenge one. Yahoo has one. So uh, looking forward to that. But I'm going to welcome my guest on the show. She just popped on. So let me get her on as we speak. Hey, Gabby, how are you? Hey, good. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. So I have on the show, no stranger to the show. Uh, she has her own uh, podcast, her own network as well. Boston Ballin, as I Boston <laughs> Boston Ballin. I have uh, the host of Boston Ballin, Gabby Hurlbut.
1: How are you doing, Gabby, today? I am doing really well. I appreciate that nice introduction, Courtney. <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: always, always. And I don't know how many times we've done these shows together. I've lost count. I mean, you've been on my show multiple times. I've been on your show. I was just on your show recently. Um, and, and also we did Tom Brady uh, tribute when he retired. So again, I, I really always appreciate you and welcome you to the show as well.
1: Yeah, thank you. And I always appreciate your support of my show as well. Like every time like I see you in the comments, I get so excited.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. Always. Always. <laughs> On the live
1: stream. <laughs> so, yeah.
2: Yeah. So tell us. So tell everyone that um that, you know that doesn't uh, follow you or anything, which you should. Everybody should be by now. Should be following you and your show, uh, and and the podcast. But let everyone know a little bit about Boston Ball and how it got started, and what you got coming up, and how you pick your guests and things like that.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I got started um, during the pandemic in December 2020. Actually, after being a guest on your show, Mm -hmm. um, it kind of just inspired me to want to start my own podcast. Uh, So that's kind of what I did. Because I was like, what's something that I'm really passionate about talking about that I could talk about literally all day, every day? (laughs) And then that obvious choice was Boston sports, because that was like what I'm passionate about. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to start a Boston sports podcast. So I did been kind of growing it ever since um, I've been really just pleased with the following that has developed in the time that I've had the show. And I'm um, just really looking forward to just um, continuing to grow and grow and expand and hopefully just do some new things in, in uh, the rest of this year. But yeah, I mean, I get bring a guest on every week. It depends on who the guest is like I kind of reach out to them in different capacities to see if they'd be interested in coming on the show. It's a lot of different types of people um, like that do different things, but are all really passionate about sports like myself um, and are affiliated with um, some sort of you know, sports related um, thing that our people are familiar with. So it just really right. depends on um, who the guest is. But a lot of times it's, you know, through social media or networking or utilizing my other connections to get guests as well is is huge. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been very, very fun. It's very exciting. I've been so happy with the guests that I have on the show and just hopefully continuing to just grow and expand and, you know, maybe stretch to more platforms as time goes on as well.
2: Yeah. And your show has grown so much. And you said you you started through the pan, you know, through the pandemic in 2020. It was actually at the end of 2020, I believe. Right. So it was. It was. Uh, yeah. Because I remember the first time, you know, we you know, we connected and um, sometime in 2020 and I reached out to you and and you said, you know, I've never been on a podcast or anything <laughs> like that even, or anything. And I said, no worries. I said, um, I you know, I found you on social media. And then at that time you were working for ESPN. And we were we were just talking off camera and we just connected and I got you on and you told your story and everything, too. And it's so funny how we, you know, you reached out and said, I, I, I got this itch now. I want to do a podcast and everything, too. So, you know, I just you know, I just gave you a little bit of, you know, not even just tips. Just you just asked a few questions. I said, look, you just get you a, a computer a phone whatever and just start recording and whatever you're passionate about just get some topics and just talk about it and you know you had it and right from there you just took off and now Boston balling is just is is everywhere and it's, it's like an all social media platform on a podcast platform so everyone follow Boston balling and follow Gabby and her journey it's a tremendous show i like I said i've been a guest on the show i don't know how many times now and i you ask me, i you know i jump i jump on it. I, I know at least at least five times or probably even more uh, so, but check out all the content and everything on a Boston ball. So I, I really, I really enjoy the show.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. It's, it's definitely been, um, it's definitely been really fun. I actually have like a funny story related to Boston balling. So yeah. I was at um, you know, this like, it's like a sports bar like near where I live that I like to go to with some of my friends. And so yeah. um, I was sitting there with a couple of my friends from work recently and um, the people behind us, like, I didn't know them really never like never had talked to them before but like um like something came up about like just um sports and stuff because they overheard me talking about sports with like the people sitting next to us and so their server told them like oh yeah like that's Gabby like she has a sports podcast because the server there like that knows me would like has listened to the show and then one of the guys was like oh really like what's her show called and he said Boston Balling he was like oh no way like I actually listened to that show like it came up on my like Spotify suggestions or whatever as a Boston sports podcast and so like I listened to it and then he came up and introduced himself to me and he's like I love wow. your show like I just happened to come <laughs> across it he's like I didn't know you lived like in this area though like I you could have lived anywhere I don't know but like it was such a, it was a weird story
2: <laughs> That's interesting as you yeah. say you just um yeah. you just never know what where your show can reach and like if, if as you said it was just on a Spotify suggestions recommendations and Boom! Right there, and he, and he gets to meet you. Right there. That's, that is a that's an interesting story. You know, and everything. Really weird. <laughs> yeah. So you know we got like so we got comments in the chat. He like, said, if you got any comments, he said, "Gabby, yeah, are you an Eastie or a Southie?"
1: <laughs> I'm actually not from Boston.
2: Right, right. Yes, you're from. But Boston. like, um,
1: yeah. but yeah, Southie is really, really fun. All
2: right. right. <laughs> there you Answer go. That question. <laughs> Good question. But so yeah. anyway <laughs>
1: any I am from Connecticut. Huh?
2: Yeah, yeah, you're from up Connecticut and the Boston, big Boston fan, all Boston sports uh, as well. So, but, uh, but yeah, if you guys have any chances, you know, to, uh, hit me up on here, uh, Facebook, wherever. Uh, Where we're like, so we're all over the place. So, if you have any questions for for Gabby or anything like that, had any questions about her her Celtics who are killing it, we're gonna get into the Celtics that are there, they're doing their thing and and everything too. But I will start with talking about March Madness, and I know you're a big fan of March Madness as well on the women's and the men's side. Um, uh, how, how much are you looking forward to this season? It's so wide open. Uh, you know, the seedings haven't been, you know, has it has it been, uh, they have done the seedings yet. So what do you think of this season so far? Uh, do you have any favorites going into this, um, uh, next week?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm super excited. I love March Madness. It's one of the best times of the year for me. Huge mm-hmm. college basketball fan. My dad, uh, you know, got me really into it at a very, very young age. Um, with us being, I grew up so close to UConn. Um, so kind of just grew yeah. up like around that environment. So I'm super excited. I think there's going to be, you know, there could be some surprise teams this year. I think that's always a, like nice thing about March Madness is it's so unpredictable because there's always those yeah. teams who kind of just come out of nowhere and go pretty far. Like there were a couple teams like that last year who nobody would have expected and went pretty far and kind of were the the bracket ruiners per se, the teams that
2: like
1: (laughs) everybody's brackets because they went a lot further than people thought they would. So there's always going to be teams like that, but you know, like, I think there's definitely teams who are, who are just going to be like, you know, right. Like normal, like that you would expect to be good. Like, I mean, you know, um, the top teams like Duke um, UCLA, you know, um, Gonzaga like teams like that obviously I think are, you know, teams that are that naturally I think will go pretty far maybe because they're they're good and they're expected to, you know. Um, but I'd say there could be some surprise teams. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing how like my UConn uh, does because I think like they might be a little bit of a sleeper team this year too. Cause yeah. I think that they, yeah. um, you know, they're a really solid team this year. Like, um, I try to sound biased, but I do, I do think <laughs> that go further than people think that they might go. Um, you know, there's some people are saying, like, I could see UConn going to the Final Four, which I I definitely could see that, too. But I think, you know, obviously they're in the Big East, which is tough um, in general. There's, there's a few good teams in the Big East. I mean, Providence had a really good season this year, so they yeah. are going to be tough. Villanova is tough. Um, so there's going to be a lot of good teams, I think, this year. But – um, I think it's just it's it, it could really go any anywhere. Like this is gonna be a fun year because I think it's pretty wide open right now. And I think there's gonna be some teams like I'm I'm so excited for the selection show tomorrow because like I'm so excited to see in terms of seeding who ends up where. Um so I think there's gonna be a lot it's gonna be a lot of fun this year. I think it's wide open and I think um, you know, people have a lot to look forward to.
2: Yeah, they do. I mean that that's uh, you're right. And this season, like I said, has been such wide open. This is one of those Season that is so unpredictable. There's not a, a clear cut favorite. You know, you do have your favorites, like, you know, you said, you have Gonzaga, you have, um, yeah, Kansas is on a roll. Kentucky's starting to roll again. So those, those, those top teams, Duke. Um, so you have those, those teams that are always the favorites, Baylor. But then you have Baylor that just got upset yesterday in their conference tournament. Um, yeah. They got upset. Auburn, they got upset just, just recently yesterday as well already. So it's, it's so predictable. And then on top of that, you had these teams that were – there was never a team that was that stayed at number one for a long stretch of, of the stretch. Usually you you have a team that's – okay, they're the clear-cut favorite. Like last year it was Baylor and Gonzaga, and that was the, that was the final. Yeah. Baylor in the winning. But they, you kind of had a feeling like, okay, these are the top two teams. These are the two teams that actually could make the final, the, the, the last two. And now this year you don't have no clue. So that's the, that's the unpredictability about this entire season. You just don't know. Um, it's so true. Gets hot, it's you so know, whoever gets hot, you just really don't, you really don't know. I, I, I'm looking at. I just really started to really get into college basketball. Uh, this I usually wait till the, like later on like February, and I start to watch and see who's trending and and all that, just because, like I said, we, we played all these brackets, <laughs> and you gotta you gotta be on point with the brackets and everything too. So,
1: <laughs> the brackets are tough and stressful. Yeah, always. That's the nice thing about it. I mean, I think, yeah, you put that very well. Like when you said, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so unpredictable and that's the fun part about it because like some team like can just come out of nowhere. Like um, even like Syracuse last year, which usually they do that, but Syracuse last year was like an 11 seed or something like that. And they went pretty far. Um, But Syracuse has a history of, of doing pretty well in the tournament if they do make it. Um, so it's it's usually always unpredictable and so wide open. And that's like the fun thing about it is there's always mm-hmm. going to be those first round upsets when you see like, you know, like a two seed or a three seed getting knocked off in the first round right. to like right. that 15 or 14 seed that nobody would have expected. Like it's usually a given. It's just a matter of which one that's going to be. And it's it's stressful, but it's a lot of fun.
2: <laughs> it's very stressful. I mean, I I get all in. And I, I I probably told you this before the last couple of years when March Madness gets ready, I get locked in like the next week I'll be locked. I'll be like loaded and locked in. I'll have a couple of shows and talking with, we'll be talking, you know, matchups and things like that. But as soon as the selection show happens, I get like, that's just like, just blank. I just blank out like, okay, here we go. I'll get, I'll, I'll get my brackets. I'll get all the information. And I get so much, I get so much information. I get so overloaded. And every year I keep telling myself, okay, I'm just going to check out a couple of sites. And that's it. But I have like 10 sites and I'm looking at all these predictions and I'll do my old thing. And my wife always says, she said, you just get too, too far into it. Like she said, just take it. Just get like one thing like, hey one you know prediction thing and then make your own predictions like that but I'm so you know me I get so like with the research I get so too far ahead <laughs> I can't <laughs> you know, help it
1: some people do that some people look yeah. so deep into like the stats yeah. of, like right why, right this that's team me <laughs> it's like sometimes you have to just go with it and pick teams like one of my yeah, friends you're right the March Madness pool um that I my dad and I organize every year and like she doesn't follow college basketball but she was just mm-hmm. picking teams based on like the team names, like the team mascots or something. And like, she had like no strategy to it. And she ended up doing pretty well.
2: Yeah, that's what happens. And I can't, and that's something I can't do. I mean, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just ingrained in me. I just have to do the research. And like I said, for the next week, I'll just be reading all types of stuff. If I have a couple hours, I'm just going to be reading and researching. I tried that last year. Not, you know, not really. The I mean, last year was really, was really unpredictable because of the pandemic And some teams didn't play a lot of games. Some teams only play like 20, like less than 20 games. And you just didn't really know, even though you said Gonzaga and Baylor were the favorites, but you just didn't know. But it's, it's, uh, yeah, I have to, um,
0: chumba.chumbacasino.com. No process over 3 by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: I yeah, I just I get too I get too invested. In it. So we'll see what yeah. happens and um so uh so we got a couple of couple of comments here. Uh I, I even Dogger says he went to Boston in October for his birthday with the Cowboys, Patriots, Stars, Bruins, and Astros, Red Sox in the playoffs in addition yeah. to a ton of sightseeing. Sailing whale watching new england aquarium amazing food especially the lobster rolls
1: <laughs> Boston is great and i agree with all that stuff i actually was at cowboys versus patriots this past season too mm-hmm. so that's funny um that was a yeah. great game but that was um, a really
2: good game that was a really was. really good game it was I a really, really game. good
1: game to be at yes for sure.
2: right uh um, shout out to ben Sutterth, uh the creator of bs3 network good morning and everything, and I was says, uh, do you play all your brackets the same or do you mix up? I never mix it up, and that's the thing. I'll play one bracket, really? yeah, and that's and then I just oh. and then I just spread it across whatever, um, whatever uh leagues I'm in or brackets I'm in, uh, challenges. I just take one bracket and go. If I do, maybe I may do two, but usually I just do one bracket and just spread it out throughout. And um, so, you know, maybe I could do a couple more brackets, but that's time consuming, and you got to just pick different ones. I just pick one bracket, my final four is the same, and then I just spread it across, across all, all the all the bracket challenges I can do. So, uh, how many brackets do you usually do if you, like, or challenges do you usually get into?
1: Usually two. Um, so, my dad and I organize one every year. We've been doing it yeah. for a while, um, and it's a lot of fun. We get a lot of people, and usually, like, the people that are, have been in it before always do it again and then we get new people mm-hmm. too. So it's a lot of fun. Um, so, but you can fill out two in that league. Um, yeah. So, like, You can fill out two brackets. So I, obviously I put different ones just to give my, like, you know, maybe yeah. raise my chances of winning. So like I I put those, I fill those out differently. I put different upsets in some of them. Um, And um, so that's a lot of fun. And then usually I always try to do like a second one with some of my friends, but I don't like to be in too many. Cause like you said, it is time consuming to fill out brackets.
2: Yeah, and it's, it it and it you forget like which ones did I get into like <laughs> it was was I I was in this I was in this one I was in this, like I said I usually do I'll do three or four normally i'll do esp and yahoo my work one has one and usually the the radio the, the podcast network we will do one as well so uh so i'll be in like four or five different ones so other than that i am i used to be in like 10 15 leagues and now just, that's hard to keep up you're like i forgot which leagues i was in and everything nope. too exactly. <laughs> so exactly. I, I i try to now limit it back but i'll definitely be doing my research and try to win uh we'll, i mean that's 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 the main thing you know we love those pick the right try pick the right upsets as you said a three or four seed might go down early a five seed go down one seeds usually go down uh, a little earlier than expected too so uh, yeah. there's never there's never a time when all four number ones make the final four <laughs> so yeah it's usually, uh, it
1: usually does not happen because
2: no no like
1: the one seeds usually always make it past the first round like like Normally, there's yeah. only really been one time when a 16 seed beat one Yeah,
2: the Virginia, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, that was crazy when Virginia lost um but yeah. usually in general the one seeds like you can be pretty safe with picking like at least for the first round or so maybe maybe first couple but then once you get after that it's really just anybody's game like you never know once you get to like the sweet 16 it can get really really tough to pick to pick teams after that
2: Oh, yes, it definitely can. That's what the top seeds usually can go down unless like I said unless they get on a run and they you know so we'll see it's like i said this is this is one of those seasons where you just don't know so it's gonna be it's gonna be madness as they call it march madness yep. i you know i call it the madness yep. madness of march that's why i always call it and that's what it is so but well, let's yep. get it to uh one of your one of your i know one of your favorite sports uh baseball so Major based Baseball. Last week I had a show and I, you know, we will say, Will we have a season? That was the name of the show. Last <laughs> and yeah, yeah. So during the lockout, there was a major league baseball lockout. So the, the lockout finally ended a couple of days ago. Uh, and I said, well, this is perfect. Gabby's coming on the show. We'll talk about this. The lockout. So the news just uh, that Thursday, the lockout ended, which I'm glad it did. Uh, I know you were too. But what was your initial reaction when the lockout finally ended after three months?
1: Yeah, I was at work and I wanted to like scream at my desk, but I knew I, do that. So, like, I, I was super excited. I was like starting to really get worried about it. I was like, well, they can't afford to not have a season. There's too much revenue they're going to lose. And both sides, right. I think, knew that. Um, and like, you know, I've had some baseball guests on my show recently and they were kind of saying similar things like, you know, there will be a season. They know they can't afford to not have a season. And they were like, both sides want to work something out. I think it was more just for me the frustration what came from the lack of urgency when it started because they started to show urgency towards the end to work something out but I'm like why was it where was this for the whole last three months like why did they not show right. this much urgency when the lockout started because at that point they weren't meeting as often they weren't really like having as long of meetings and they it just just didn't seem like they really cared to work something out so now they finally did and like you know they weren't they didn't have to end up canceling that many games and they're going to be able to make those games up anyway so that they can maintain a 162 game season um right. so I think that's really really good I'm super excited because I think you know baseball fans need baseball and it's just it was really going to start to suffer and I think they were going to start to lose fans if they had to cancel more games so I think it's yeah. a really really good thing for baseball fans that we get baseball now
2: yeah because they was in real jeopardy for not not being able to have a, a you know full season and now that they finally got it done and as you said I, I agree I think that there was no urgency in the beginning until they started losing games. And I think the players they weren't they weren't too threatened about and you know, I know the owners and and they were talking about, you know, we're gonna keep canceling the game, keep canceling the game. I think the players were just calling their bluff like we're we're gonna get a deal done. So the players to me weren't too uh, you know, worried, but the owners were, were super worried, but it was that was that, but they were part of the problem. They 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 you know, we were like I said, we we're talking about this last week. We were talking about it all every everything comes down to money, and it always comes out to money. So when the leagues are losing money, when the baseball leagues lose the money, it's as you said, it's it's too much money to be to be lost. So when when they start canceling weeks of games and they're like, Well, if we can start in April we got to get a deal done soon. So then the urgency kicked in and then they, they finally made a deal and everything too. So now you got open the day is April 7th, full 162 games uh, scheduled will be played. Spring training starts, uh, well started already. It started like this weekend and everything too. voluntary reports, uh, and mandatory and mandatory is tomorrow. So all players will be, so spring training games start March 17th. So uh, which is exciting. So, uh, so what are you looking forward to seeing now? What's, Coming up now in the next couple of weeks, I know there's a lot of free agency still out there and and everything. I think that's that's a big key and everything too. But what what's what's some of the things when when they made this deal, what you're looking forward to coming up in this upcoming season?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to be fun and chaotic the next couple of weeks all the free agents though. <laughs> and I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, like I'm really excited to see who like my Red Sox end up with, you know, I think mm. um, there's a lot of good free agents out there. I think a lot of teams have been like working hard. There's been a lot of texts exchanged I've heard. And just a lot of like, um, you know, outside conversations um, that we don't know about yet, but I think it's going to be just a race per se to that finish of that, that, uh, signing those free agents before opening day. And so uh, that's yeah. what I'm looking forward to. But yeah, also I'm really looking forward to seeing like who, what surprise teams kind of come out of this year. Cause last year yeah. I think there were, you know, a couple of teams that surpassed expectations that people didn't really expect. Like San Francisco um, was a huge example of that last year. I think nobody really expected them to go as far as they did last year. So I'm going to be excited to see if they can do that same thing again. Um, I think, yeah. you know, the AL East obviously is, to probably be the best division in baseball again i think it's going to be another situation like last year where you have four teams in that division who are all yeah. fighting for it because i mean people severely underrate toronto so i think they yeah. a very very mm-hmm. solid team and i think they're going to be scary this year because they i mean they, they missed the playoffs by one game last year you know and it's because of the division that they were in had they been a different division they would have probably gotten in like they, they could have won other divisions they just were They literally had three other teams in their division that were really, really solid. And so I think that's going to be similar this year. I think like the Rays, Red Sox, Yankees and Blue Jays are all going to be fighting for that division this year. So I think once again, that's probably going to be the most intriguing division to watch this year.
2: Yeah, I agree. To 100% agree. I think that the the uh, AL East is always loaded, and and you just don't know which team um is going to come out. And I uh, the, yeah, the Toronto uh, you know, just reading some of the the previews and stuff, some some um publications and some websites have Toronto actually went the division. So yeah, I mean, as you said you can't sleep right. on Toronto this year. Uh, but you just said it's going to be tough because you got the Red Sox, you got the Yankees, you got the Rays. Uh, i I've, I've seen some say the Rays might take a step back, but you can't sleep on them either. You can't count them out as well, even though they've lost pitching and everything too. But, you know, the free agency is is is, is here now. So you don't know, like, teams are going to be scrambling, trying to find pieces. There's a lot of relief pitchers that are still available. So if you need relief pitching, this is the time to get it. So I'm looking forward to see what this next couple of weeks in the spring training, Um, they, you know, they like said they're a month, they're, they're, they're a couple of weeks, I should say, uh, behind. But now they're going to just ratchet up um, look, I was looking forward to see just games, just to see the games on TV, even <laughs> in spring training. I'm just looking forward to that. Um, as you say Spring training starts March 17. Um, free agency, you know, begins immediately, begin already immediately. Um, so there's like playoffs expand to 12 teams beginning this season as well. Another thing too, I want to ask you about the National League adopting the DH starting this season. What, what do you think? What do you think of that? That move uh, with the National League doing that?
1: Yeah, I like that. I've always been pro uh, DH for everybody um, mm-hmm. because I really think that it's beneficial. And I think it's, um, you know, it's almost like the National League in a way, like pitchers in the National League had like a little bit of an advantage over American League pitchers in the sense that like it, whenever they pitch, they always got to pitch to like a pitcher as one of the hitters. Right. And it's like no offense to the pitchers, but like, you know, that they're like not as tough to face as a pitcher because they don't mm. you know, they like they're not as they're just not as good as at hitting as the people who hit more often. You know what I mean? So I feel like there yeah. was kind of like always that part of the um, lineup where they could kind of like pitchers could relax a little bit because they were facing another pitcher and that's not really their forte, which it's not supposed to be because pitching is their forte. So I think it's going to be fun to see the national league implement that too and how that gets utilized. Um, Cause I think that kind of creates a little bit more competitive, in um both leagues. So I really, really like that they did that. I was waiting for them to eventually do that.
2: Yeah, definitely. And um, I, it, you know, it's almost like they were behind the eight ball all the time. Like they were just, they just, like I said, they wanted pitchers to to hit and could, you know, continue, but you know, a lot of pitchers, they weren't good hitters at all. You, there <laughs> no. was a, you had, there, there was, there were the few that was okay, but it was almost like that was just an it was just an extra out, just it was an like immediate out and everything too. So now that they are finally at that end, or they talked about it for years, and they finally adapting that, we'll see how that goes. And now that they have that extra roster spot, where you can just get a DH, and they just have a you know some of the most the better the better hitters are DH are on that on the, in that DH slide. You just slide it slide them in, especially if they're not good defenders, but not a good defense out there. They can just play DH every day, just concentrate on hitting, and you have some of the better. Uh, players that are D- are DH hitters. So, um, I'm i interested to see how that goes. But uh, yeah, I'm just glad Major League Baseball is back. They like I said they finally, uh, finally got a deal done. Lockout has ended finally, and everything too. So, I know you're like super excited to see, uh, to see what what happens, like, what goes on with your Boston Red Sox. Uh, they 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 made that surprise last season. So, what's your expectation for them this season? I know playoffs and beyond but they had, they made the playoffs. They made a good, they made a great run actually. Um, but what's, what's your expectations now? You think they have enough to get to the, to the next level, get back to the world series?
1: I think at the moment, no, but I do trust that they're making some moves still. And that mm. th- what the roster looks like now is definitely not going to be the opening day roster. I think they make hopefully a couple moves for some relief pitching because pitching was definitely their downfall last year and at the end of the day I mean they went to the ALCS they just faced an Astros team that was better than they were um and I think you know pitching was kind of the the blatant hole because the Red Sox have a great offense like a great lineup they had some great hitters on the team um so I think that they I I do expect them to make a couple moves for relief pitchers because there's a lot of relievers still on the market right now um so I think they make a couple moves there and I do think they um make a move for like another batter or two still because um like you know hunter renfro gets traded and he he was really key in that lineup in terms of his bat Mm. so i think that they find somebody to come in to um replace his bat in the lineup um but overall i think you know they kind of proved last year that they have chemistry and i think that that's kind of what part of the reason that got them as far as it did because like they have chemistry with each other that you didn't really see with a lot of other teams and i think alex Cora is an awesome manager i think he's kind of perfect for Fenway. And you know, like they I think some players like they brought back Jackie Bradley Jr. who which like that didn't really sit well with fans because you know people don't think he's great on offense. But I mean he knows Boston, like he's a veteran player, like he's he's played in Boston, so he knows the environment there. I think he'll be a good leader to have in the locker room on the team. And his defense is obviously outstanding. I mean he's one of the best like defensive center fielders in baseball. So I think from a defensive standpoint, that'll really help too, but I don't think that his he's here to replace the offensive aspect that Hunter Renfro brought, brought to the team. So I think they'll bring in somebody else to replace that, hopefully. Um, but I think overall, you know, I think they can do it. I definitely think that they have the potential to do it because they showed that last year. I mean, they were in a really, really tough division and they ended up being the team that came out of that division like at the end of the day and the playoffs because they, you know, they went they beat the Yankees and they beat the Rays, both in the playoffs. And yeah. so, you know, th- and those are obviously tough teams as well. So I think, you know, I'm excited for the season for them. I think, I don't think it was a fluke. I think that people just underestimated them at the beginning of the season last year. Cause I kind of said, I do think they can do better than people think that they might. Um, and yeah. so I think, you know, I think that they, um, they have the potential to do it. Um, I just think, you know, and I think once we get the opening day roster and have a good sense of them as a, as a whole, like then I I do feel like they can do it, but there, it's going to be a tough division like we talked about before. So, um, you know, the Rays are still going to be there. The Yankees are still going to be there. Obviously, Toronto improved as well. So that's all stuff to look out for. But at the end of the day, like I do think that they have the potential to be able to go back to the ALCS and hopefully even the World Series. I just think that it's um, they still need to make a couple more moves, but Overall, yeah, they surprised people last year. I think having Alex Cora has been awesome for them. I think he's a great manager, and I think they have something special going in Boston with that chemistry that not every team has.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my
0: dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. 18 plus. Yeah, that, that's, I think that's the key
2: point, their chemistry that they have. And as you're right, there's there's so many moves still to be made. It's early. And, and I know teams that you were talking earlier about, they were texting each other and you know teammates and trying to figure out, okay, we got to get certain players here if if we, if we, you know, what free agency had is hitting says now it's just like, I said, it's going to be a scramble. So I guess they like say you have to wait to see what the final rosters are going to be for these teams. Um, But the Red Sox do have the chemistry. Uh, I think you said pitching will always, and I think all pitching is always the, for every team that, that it has to be improved because, you know, Boston has a great offense. Like I said, they're loaded offensively. It's just now it's just the pitching. Can they stay healthy? Can that top of the rotation stay healthy? And really get the and really get things done. Uh, I think that that's always uh, for a lot of teams going into it. Because even with the Yankees, if you want to go somewhere with them, yeah, they have great hitting, but their pitching is always like luster. Um, and, you know, after after their, their top of the rotation, their their pitching and defense is always lacking. So that's what a lot of teams it seems like they are, they're good at the top of the rotation, but when it gets to that mid to bottom rotation. That's where that's where the money gets made, especially the playoffs. You need you need a good three, four solid starters yeah. in the playoffs to you be do. able to to make a role. Cause if not, your number one starter is gonna have to start three, four games in a seven game series and they usually get burnt out.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think to that point, I think Chris Sale is going to be um, a huge factor this year. because yeah. Obviously, the guy was coming off of Tommy John last year. So you had to expect that he wasn't going to be like the Chris Sale that everybody's mm-hmm. used to seeing. You know, like he was he was he was obviously a little rusty because he was in recovery. He was coming back from Tommy John. And, um, you know, I talked to some baseball um, people and um, like I, I had like a Red Sox, like minor league pitcher recently on my podcast. And he was basically saying, like, it takes people longer to recover from Tommy John than people think like, that's like a really tough surgery. And like, so people like fans were kind of giving him some hate, but it's like, yeah, I mean, you had to expect that. I mean, the guy like, yeah. like he, you had to expect he wasn't going to be like back to being the Chris sale right away. But a lot of pitchers come back from it when they're recovered and they're better than they were before. So, um, you know, so maybe that'll happen with him. I, I, I think he'll have a better season this year Um, now that he's further along in his recovery process. So I do think, right have a better season than he did last year. And I think that's going to be a huge thing. And so I think if you can get him as like the solid number two, who like you can kind of rely on more now this year, I think that's going to be huge for the Red Sox.
2: Yeah. The big huge. I mean, you're right. That's going to be, if Chris sale could be the Chris sale that he was two, three years, three, four years ago, that's a huge, um, it was huge for the Red Sox. And, uh, they you know, and it's not like just like getting a free agent. It's like he's there already. It's almost like getting that. You're getting a guy that's already been in there and on the team. Um, It's almost like getting like somebody like a Kevin Durant coming back to Brooklyn. It's like, oh, yeah, we, we do have this guy, Kevin Durant, that could, you know, that could actually take our team to the next level. And Chris Sale could be that type of guy where they, for the pitching. That t- to help the Red Sox and um yeah, it's gonna me I'm I'm looking forward to this season um in baseball. I know you are too. Like just the just the, I'm looking for the mass scramble next week when it you know it's like March Madness for baseball. It's like this this spring training is like March Madness just to see where all the moves go, where the players are gonna go. Cause even here with Philly with the Phillies, they, you know, there's a, there's some buzz. I don't know how good they're going to be because there's always a buzz there, but then they end up not playing well at all or whatever. Whatever happens, it's either the offense or the pitching. There's not enough pitching. And, you know, Bryce Harper had an unbelievable year last year, but uh, he didn't get no help. He had no help on yep. either side, on the offense or, you know, so they're during they're, they're games where he hits a couple home runs, and that's the only two runs they get, but – Our defense is lackluster and everything, too. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how the teams – I guess we got to wait for the next couple weeks to see what goes on. But let's transition to some NFL, and then we'll end with some NBA. Uh, The NFL, all the moves with the quarterbacks now that just happened. Uh, Russell Wilson goes to Denver uh, now. So, now Denver has their quarterback. Uh, You see how how long Wilson – how many more years he's got. Uh, I think that was a solid move. I think that was the missing piece that they needed. Even though they're in a tough, we talk about tough division. They're in a w- real tough division, but they get their quarterback. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, not surprisingly, goes back to Green Bay. Uh, <laughs> I just think there was just the drama of him and everything, but he goes to Green Bay, and um, and then Carson Wentz. Who I'm very familiar with as an Eagles fan. <laughs> now he's uh back into the division with the Washington Commanders, which is still weird to say. Washington Commanders. And to it. I still use yeah.
1: Washington football team. Yeah,
2: me too, Washington football team. And, and sometimes <laughs> I slip and say the other day, but it's it's like because you're so used to saying it for so many years and everything, too. But yeah, the Washington football team. And but you got that going on, and other Deshaun Watson, the news with him, um, you know. In, innocent in the case of, of all the, the 22 masseuse uh the masseuse uh, um, with that whole thing. So now he's on the market to see what happens with that. But a lot of quarterbacks are moving and everything, but what was your take on all these quarterback moves and, and everything when you, when you heard all the news about um Wilson and Rogers and uh Carson Wentz?
1: Yeah, I'm definitely with you on Aaron Rodgers. I feel like that was just a lot of built up drama. I don't think he ever mm-hmm. was actually going to leave. I mean, They were saying he really was considering Denver, which I do think probably for a period of time, maybe he was like evaluating the situation and saying, yeah, maybe I could go there. Like, I don't think it was out of the question per se, Mm -hmm. but I do think at the end of the day, ultimately, like he wasn't really intending to leave Green Bay. I think it was just all of this like drama built up and then like ultimately like he was going to stay. You know what I mean? Like I was not really surprised by that move at all. Like I I just kind of saw that coming Anyway, I think I would have been more surprised if he ultimately did end up leaving. Um, yeah. So right. that doesn't really surprise me, I mean, that that he um, stayed. But then I think from that standpoint, though, I think Denver obviously was hoping that they could get Rodgers. That, like, maybe that was – because I think they were trying to make a push for him. Um, yeah, yeah. To go yeah. there, and so I think you know, when he decided to stay in Green Bay, that's when they quickly immediately made that move for Russell Wilson because it was shortly after the, um, right. the news came out that they got Russell Wilson, and so I think they kind of made that move really quickly after that. And I, I really like that for them. I mean, like you said, they're in a tough division, but I think. The Broncos had a lot of pieces last year that we kind of saw like they did not have a terrible season last year at all. Like it was frustrating for Broncos fans, I'm sure. But like they showed that potential because they have a really, really solid defense and they have some offensive weapons to surround a quarterback with. I just think it was a matter of finding that quarterback. And so I think if Russell Wilson can stay healthy for one, then um, I think that they could actually be really, really tough. Um, and it's going to be fun to see how that division plays out because you have because all of the teams in that division now are pretty good, like pretty solid. So I think it's going to be fun to kind of see how that division plays out. But I think the Broncos can be right in the mix now because I think that's kind of exactly what they needed over there. Um, mm-hmm. So that's going to be interesting. And then with Carson Wentz, I mean, the guy just keeps moving around. Uh, <laughs> but I think, you know, it, it, being healthy is going to be a big thing for him. But I think, I think with Carson Wentz, you know, like, he was not bad with the Colts. I think it was just a matter of like, you know, they faced some tough teams as well. And I think um, for him, it's a matter of finding like the right fit for him. Cause I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I just think he has, hasn't been in the best situation yet for him. That's allowed him to be able to succeed. And maybe that can be Washington. And Obviously Washington's issue always seems to be a quarterback. issue. (laughs) Uh, And so like, um so that'll be that'll be interesting for them as well because I think um you know if they can find the right quarterback for them then they can be tough because similar to Denver they have a really really good defense um you know and and there's some solid pieces there as well but I think Washington has always had a quarterback problem and I think that's kind of what it was and I think maybe they see something in Carson Wentz that can kind of help fix that for them but you know that division as well I mean the NFC East is is uh I mean, you know, kind of we know though kind of what the, what that division looks like um in general. I think <laughs> yeah. the Eagles yeah. were surprised last year. I think the Eagles went a lot further last year than people thought. I think yeah. Sirianni did a good job. I think he's a good coach and I think um obviously the Cowboys we knew would probably win that division, but I think it's going to be a like um you know, I think it's going to be a closer division this year. I think the Eagles and um both Washington even potentially if if um Carson Wentz plays well there could be, you know, they could they could um, give the Cowboys a run for their money this upcoming season. I think so. That's going to be interesting. I i i'm i'm curious to see if Washington ends up being the right fit for Carson Wentz.
2: Yes, uh, that's I think they have. And and then you're right, Carson Wentz. He's getting a lot of heat again and everything yeah. too. Because I think it's just. I think with him, um, the leadership the leadership aspect of it gets questioned all the time. Like he doesn't take responsibility and 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 everything too. And and it's, it just seems like you know, like you said, you know, you got to take some blame. And he did have a decent year last year, and it wasn't because I think he threw twenty seven touchdowns, only seven interceptions. But I think it was in those big games where there were the those mistakes. That's what was going. That was happening because even the last game against Jacksonville. Which they should have won. They were on the verge of making the playoffs, and he struggled down the stretch. He threw a pick and a fumble against Jacksonville Jaguars, and Jacksonville just ran right through them. And that was that, That's on. What? That's on Carson Wentz. And um, you know they thought going to Frank Reich. He was he, he. You know they they gave up so much. They gave up so much for him um, to get him there. And he, they I guess the investment just didn't work out. So now he goes to, from Indy now to to Washington. So we'll see if he can uh, turn it around again in Washington. But I think to me, this might be his only his last chance to to be a starter uh, because you get so many chances. And uh, Washington was looking for a quarterback. Now I know that they 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 try to they they try to strike uh, against Russell Wilson. They were trying to get again. They were trying to get him and it just didn't work out, then I don't think Russ didn't want to play there at all, so he's like, I don't want to play in Washington or anything, so Denver ended up getting him, so Wentz was that play, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, I love the move to get Russell Wilson in Denver. I think Denver was a quarterback away for really contending. I think this makes them, I don't think that they're the the favorites because you still got the Chiefs, I mean, they still got Patrick Mahomes, you know, the Chargers in that division, and the Raiders, so the quarterbacks in that division is really really good (laughs) it's like Mm -hmm. top of the levy that's going to be a tough division but russell wilson now going to denver they have the pieces um they have a running game they have solid receiving core and their defense is solid so getting someone like russell wilson there uh who i think still has some game in him left i think that that was a really good move and now Russ can cook as they say i think now it's not about all about you know just having a running game now he can really Put up those numbers, and he's only two years removed from having a real, real good year, MVP caliber year. So I think uh, that was a good move too. And then Aaron Rodgers is is like I said it's only a matter of time where he just yeah, he just like he definitely. loves that drama, <laughs> he loves the attention on him,
1: and, so true. and
2: yeah, he just basically all he did was. Uh, he just upped his uh salary, you know, what he wanted. You know, now he gets he's gonna be getting like 50 million a year. He wanted to be the highest paid player, highest paid quarterback, highest paid player, and he's got his wish. So that's all it was. And I think there was some, like, I agree with you. I think there was some um aspect that he wanted to, you know, maybe play in Denver or Tennessee. There was, there was all there was a San Francisco, there was all those, those type of things, but. At the end of the day, it was, it was Green Bay. I just think it was just, it was Green Bay. So, but now you got teams now that still need quarterbacks. You know, Pittsburgh, you know, they're maybe Deshaun Watson, maybe. I mean, now that he's, he's, well, he's been, he's been cleared for, for the, uh, you know, with the, 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 you know, 22 women that had came out and, which was is to me, I think that the story still, I think there was some truth to it personally, I think so, but, too. you know, but, uh but 22 Masseuse, like, they, they do you need that many, you know, Masseuses. Like it's just it to me, the story just was uh, you know, but they say he got cleared he, he was proven innocent in that respect. But we don't know if he's gonna be suspended by the league. That's another thing that he still could possibly do. But teams are gonna go after him. He's a very super talented quarterback, uh, top five, top six quarterback when he did last played. Uh where do you think Deshaun wants to go? Does he go to Pittsburgh? You got the Saints. They're still looking for, maybe look for a quarterback. I don't know if it's going to come back, but where do you feel that um, he could go? Does um, it go to Pittsburgh or any other team?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think there could be a lot of teams that might be interested in Deshaun Watson. I mean, like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm very interested in, like, what the Dolphins do, too, because I know they've mm, expressed interest yeah. in some of these quarterbacks, and um, I still don't – I'm not convinced still that Tua is the guy. I don't think he's really shown yet still um, right. that, like, he can be the guy for them. So I think the Dolphins potentially could try to be an under Sean Watson as well, so I'm not really closing the door on that possibility. Whether right. he'd want to play there, I'm not sure. I mean, because obviously the AFC East is a tough division as well. Um, yeah. know the Patriots and the Bills last year were were tough and so um I don't know whether he'd want to go there um you know but that's a team that I think we should watch out for I think Pittsburgh I could see him there I think that that Pittsburgh was obviously Pittsburgh had like a pretty decent season this past year and I think um you know obviously they they had some struggles as well and obviously when it came to playoffs they did but um I think you know we all knew Big Ben was on his last leg as it was, so nobody really was, was surprised, I don't think, by by that, by it being his departure. But, um, I think you know, I think that that could be a place that, um, Deshaun Watson could fit in and, and, um, really thrive, um, you know what I mean, and kind of, um, utilize what he has in that system. Um, and I think joining that division that would be interesting too, because I think if the, if the Steelers got Deshaun Watson, like that could put them, um, right back at the top of that division because obviously the Ravens were good last year. um, You know, but I think, you know, I think that the Steelers could be like really solid if they do bring in somebody like Deshaun Watson. But I think, you know, there's other teams. I think it's interesting. You mentioned the saints. That's another one because it's like, what do Mm -hmm. they do? Do they kind of roll with what they have or do they bring somebody in as well? Because it's like, you know, do they trust that Jameis Winston is the guy I'm not really yeah. of that either, so I think um, that's definitely a possibility as well. But I think there's going to be a lot of teams that teams that definitely need a quarterback, but also teams that are unsure of the quarterback they currently have that might try to be in, um, in on Deshaun Watson. Yeah,
2: yeah, he's he's going to get some uh, some teams that are looking at him. A lot of teams I know that even the, like there's been question with the Eagles trying to. I mean, I was even last year, but I don't know if the Eagles are going to because he's gonna, he's coming with baggage and a player like him. um, yep you just don't know what and So, you're gonna have to do you're gonna have to definitely do your, your research on Sean Watson just to make sure okay, he's been cleared, but let's just make sure that he stays try to stay on the right path. So, there's a question here. Uh, Russ Russ at Denver is going to be interesting. My question is, can they beat Kansas City? That's dead, that's a, that's a really good question. And because I think the chief, I think the AFC in general. Um, with all those quarterbacks, I mean, it's loaded. It's um, be we, back this year, yeah, oh my goodness, you got Buffalo uh, with Josh Allen. You Got your, your your New England Patriots. They're gonna they're gonna be they they should be improved again. They made the playoffs anyway, so they'll <laughs> be improved. He said you don't know what Miami. You just you don't you really don't know. And then that's not even talk about Joe Burrow and the and the Cincinnati Bengals, who was just in the Super Bowl. Uh, this one on their run, so you got that. You got Lamar Jackson, you know, coming back from an injury. So Baltimore, like I said, we don't know what Pittsburgh's going to do with the, you know, on that the, in that with their quarterback situation. Um, Baker Mayfield still with Cleveland, know that they're 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 at odds with him, but we'll see what happens there. But you know, they still got him with the Browns. Uh, you know, we talked about the division with with the AFC West, with with uh, you know the, uh, the the Chargers and the Chiefs. And, and now Denver with Russ and everything too. So you got that, and the Raiders because Derek Carr still a solid quarterback. I think that you know with that division, Tennessee, uh, you, you know they're running it back with Tannehill. They had the best. They still had the best record in the in, in the AFC. Uh, so yeah, and they had all count. those
1: injuries and everything. Yeah, yeah
2: right. Yeah, yeah, Derek Henry was out, and they still had the number one seed <laughs> in the in the AFC. So you still got them. I thought the Colts. They're their quarterback now. They don't they have no quarterback really. So they could be looking at somebody like Deshaun Watson. Um, you, you really don't know. Or even Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he's still a, yep. he's still out Definitely. there and 49 ers let him go. I mean, the AFC is stacked, so it's going to be tough for Denver to leapfrog some of those teams. Uh they they're they're in the mix. I think they're in the in the mix, but I think there are there's still teams that are are I think Buffalo, I think uh Kansas City. Just to name a couple, just right off the top, We um, guess we see what else happens in free agency, which starts next week too. Another thing that starts next week. So much stuff is going on next week. But the <laughs> NFC, you know, the NFL free agency, I think is it starts next week as well. So I, yeah, the Denver's going to be interesting though getting Russell Wilson. Uh, but I, I tell you, the NFC is not as not as stacked as the AFC.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely not. The AFC is going to be really, really tough, but it's going to be fun. Yeah. Because of yeah. all the quarterbacks and kind of like you know the young quarterbacks who are going to be, yeah, future. yeah, um, it's going to be fun to watch all of them. And obviously, you know, obviously, I don't like the Bills as a Patriots fan, but that yeah, yeah, Allen yeah. is incredible. I mean, he's a great quarterback. He has a lot of talent. The Bills are going to be really good once again. Um, definitely, I think another. A, a, they're going to have a, probably a similar season where they're going to be a tough team to beat. Um, and I think you know, last year, obviously, this past season, I mean, they. they were were great. They played great. They played, you know, Josh Allen played nearly perfect in that game against Kansas city. That just was a wild game. Um, But I think when it comes to the Broncos, yeah, I mean, I think they definitely, Russell Wilson I definitely think like puts them a step up from where they were like, like a pretty far step up, I think, where they were. And I think they are going to be able to genuinely compete with the rest of their division. I think they'll genuinely be able to be closer to like the chiefs and the chargers whether they can beat those teams, I'm not sure. I think KC is obviously still really solid. Um, yeah. But, you know, KC's defense to me was shaky all season. and oh, um, yes. <laughs> a question mark. And so I think that that's another factor to keep in mind when it comes to the Chiefs. Because obviously their offense is great. Patrick Mahomes is great. But their defense to me was questionable. And so that's going to be something to watch too. I think Denver's defense is vastly better than theirs. And so I think um, it's going to be interesting to see that. But I do think the Broncos – Now are going to be closer to um, to those teams in their division.
2: Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with that. And like I said, still got the Bengals. They were just in the Super Bowl, and you know they just they got addressed. if they address the offensive line, they have all the pieces to repeat and get back to the Super Bowl. Uh, Yeah, they they were
1: unbelievable. I mean, nobody saw that coming either. I don't think really like they nobody saw them winning the division. I definitely didn't see them winning the division. I really thought that maybe the Ravens would win that division, but.
2: Yeah, I thought the Ravens were gonna win that division. I knew that was gonna be improved, but not like that. And just to get on a run and 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 literally get on a run. Joe Burrow just had an unbelievable year, uh, like I said. But they have to address the line because if not, he won't last in the league. Which is on you know this guy's too super talented to, for them not to address that offensive line. You gotta that would have a great be a priority. Yeah, gotta definitely be a priority. I think in the draft they have to either in the free agency and draft just fix that offensive line because even when even with Patrick Mahomes last, two seasons ago. Um, in the Super Bowl, he was running for his life, and um, in the Super Bowl, so uh, against Tampa Bay, so you you know they you and then they addressed the offensive line, and and they they made it really far, uh, again back to the AFC Championship, but uh, yeah, you gotta have, have a good offensive line. So, all right, last topic I wanted to before I let you go, like I said, we could talk for hours on uh, yeah, all, all, done all done. topics, and, but I wanted to talk about uh, some NBA, and uh, we'll talk we'll get to your Celtics in a minute. But uh, what do you think of that um, Brooklyn Philly game? That just happened a couple of days ago when Brooklyn just came right here in Philly and and really put took it to them and uh and again the 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 uh Eastern Conference is is gonna is loaded uh as well Boston's sitting sitting right at fifth so they're right in the middle and how much of an improvement they had the last time we talked Boston was struggling and yeah. how they've improved and got into the top five and now a threat to to come out of the East but what do you think of for one what do you think of the conference first and how scary can Brooklyn really be if they play like that? Um, and now they're the eighth seed right now.
1: Yeah, you know, I think the Eastern Conference is tough. This is going to be really, really tough, but fun to watch down the stretch because there's a lot of teams that are right in the mix right now. And I think, like you said, I mean, that game, that Brooklyn-Philly game was wild. I mean, people were making fun of James Harden, I know, like because they were like, yeah. oh, uh-huh, like, you know what I mean? But it's just like yeah. – um, it's just like I think Brooklyn – that trade, I think, was good for Brooklyn. I think it's going to prove to kind of be like more beneficial to them than yeah. had he stayed there. I think that they, that move needed to happen. I just think it wasn't really working there with him. Um, and it, granted, like, obviously last year they had injuries. I mean, like, missing some key players. I think they would have gone deeper into the playoffs had everyone been healthy, to be honest with you. I think they might have been able to beat the Bucks last year had they been healthy. Um, but I think overall, um, I, I, think, I still think overall it's going to prove to be beneficial that they, um, you know, like, they made that move because I think it's going to be... it's it's. I think they're going to be a tough team to beat, and obviously, you know, like, we knew this, like, and it's hard... I hate to say this because I don't like the Nets, but, like, I think we all kind of saw this coming. Like, we all knew that they had the potential to play like this, and they had the potential to be a serious threat to everybody else, but they weren't able to really show that because, you know, you have Kyrie who couldn't play in all the games, and, like, you have, like, KD wasn't fully healthy and, like, obviously the James Harden situation now, so it's, like, I don't think they really had a lot of opportunities to really show that they could be like that. But I think if they play like that, I I don't want to play Brooklyn. I really don't. I think that they can make a serious run, which is something we knew that they could do like over the last couple seasons because of the talent that they had on that team. But I think Mm -hmm. it's really for them going to be a matter of everybody staying healthy. And I think if they can stay healthy, they can be really, really scary, but obviously there's good teams in the East. You know, I think, um, it's, it's going to be tough. The East is going to be tough. And like you said, I mean, with my Celtics, they've obviously figured, started to figure things out. I think what yeah. they did at the trade deadline, I'm very happy with so far. I think they um, made some kind of strategical moves to, for people who kind of make sense with them. Um, and I think, you know, I'm bringing Derek white in as somebody who I think, fi- I really feel like
2: yeah, that's good big. for this
1: team, like what he can provide um, in terms of um, the chemistry and everything. So I think that was good. And obviously, you know, um, like, like, Al Horford like as of late has been starting to play better and I think you know um obviously Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown I mean some people wanted one of them to be traded but I got I did not agree with that at all because I was like these are two you know superstar players who are gonna be like the glue to me that's gonna bring them a championship like you need to build the team around them you can't get rid of one of them like to me you have to be able to build around those two because I think like Those two are what's going to bring you a championship. And I think the Celtics now with how they're playing now, I think people are starting to get a little bit nervous because I think people knew that the Celtics had like that potential and they were just like, wow, it's kind of weird that they're struggling like this. So I think in terms of other teams, like the Celtics, if they continue to play like this, I think they can compete with anybody in the East as well.
2: I totally agree with that, and the way they're playing right now, they're, they've been on these win streaks. They're on another win streak now, uh, and they're and they're they're playing as a team. I think in the beginning of the season, it felt like Tatum and Brown were trying to just be like, okay, it's going to be us, and we're going to lead. Yes, we need we need you guys to be the 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 lead players, the you know star players. But you got to get that chemistry together. You got to get you know your teammates involved, and they were I think they were just doing too much one on one. So it took them a little bit, and now, as you said, they're right in the middle of the mix. Like, they're they the 50 right now, Um, so they're they're behind – they're only behind Miami, who's number one. I think the Bucks are two, mm-hmm. uh, Philly's three, and Chicago's four. So those are the top four teams, but Boston's right there, and they're, they are a scary team because if they can get a – even if, if they stay fourth or fifth, they'll play, play either Chicago or Philly – and you know, Boston usually has Philly's number. Even now, the way Philly, the way you know, Philly getting James Harden and trying to implement him and everything. too. the the thing about Harden to Philly, I thought it was a good move. I thought it was a move that needed to be it needed to be done because they had to get rid of Ben Simmons. But I think people forget that James Harden, that type of game that he that he just had uh, against Brooklyn, those type of games he has in the playoffs throughout his career. He does go through those those mixes of three for 18, and, you know, it can't make a basket. And, you know, super, ta- super talented player, but it goes to that. So, you know, Philly fans, I know they've they, they been getting they be getting hyped up. They have every reason to. But let's not forget, James Harden sometimes has those games. Now, he could turn it around, but he has those games throughout his career where, you know, it's a swing of series. They had a couple bad games, swings a series, and then Philly's out. So Philly's got to make the finals. They got to make the finals at least with that move. But the East is loaded. It's going to be tough. Um, because I think the bucks are gonna be I had I, I had the bucks go into the finals when I did my predictions earlier in the year, so I still feel like they they got the pieces again to run it back and get there again um, because they've been through it. Miami's gonna be they're solid, they're tough as well. Um, so there's a uh, team but Brooklyn's scary if they get except they just stay healthy hopefully Kyrie can play full time and they, you know, they can lift the mandate, which they haven't done yet. Um, but if he plays full time and they, they could look like that Brooklyn could actually make a run and, and get to a conference final again, because not a, one of those top seasons, not want to play Brooklyn <laughs> at all.
1: Oh, I don't. I, I certainly do not. I think Brooklyn, like this is the Nets team that everybody was expecting all season. I think yeah, the
2: way they not look. Yes. Yeah.
1: Like, and yep. I think people are now starting to see that they are that team. And now people are like, yeah. oh, crap. Like, we actually really do have to worry about Brooklyn.
2: Yeah, right. And if Kevin Durant is locked in, I mean, one if not the best player in the league. And he just, I think he put the league on notice. Like, don't forget, I'm still here I'm when still I'm still healthy. I'm still Kevin Durant. And if Kyrie, Kyrie's been on a, on a little bit of a roll lately, too. So he's starting to get it going. And, I mean, they they, they got Seth Curry. Uh, they they look they, the role players are stepping up. I was a drumming. Um, They got a big now that can that can actually contend you know contend against some of the other bigs in the East. The, Brooklyn is scary, <laughs> a very, very scary team. Now they have to get out of that playing game. But if they get through that and get to the playoffs, it'd be a they. I, I don't know. I think it's a little too late for them to get on a on a run now to to yeah. Jump there's not enough ahead. games for that. Yeah, not enough games right to jump. They have to jump Cleveland. Boston. They have to jump some teams, but uh but if they can get if they get in seventh seventh or eight seed, look out. <laughs> look out. I know North I North agree
1: North. with I agree <laughs> with that. Yeah. I think it's the east that's gonna be tough for everybody in the East, I think, if they get in because that they, they obviously, as we know, they're tough, but and I'm You know, I'm genuinely nervous about them, but I am worried about other teams as well. I think it's not going to be easy for anybody. It's not going to be easy for the Celtics to make a run. But I do think like, you know, they had a really good win against Brooklyn. Speaking of Brooklyn, actually, last weekend, Um, that was a really intense, like close game. But the Celtics played good basketball and, and they beat the Nets and that was a solid win for them. And so they're showing that they can beat some of the really good teams in the east so from that standpoint i'm looking at it as like yeah the celtics are good but so is everybody else that's going to be in there like
2: (laughs) right right
1: i mean like it's it's tough but i do think that the celtics are capable of um coming out of the eastern conference this year and i like i haven't really been able to confidently say that the last couple years as much but like they are really really clicking on both sides of the ball now and i think that's what people were fearing about the celtics because they knew they had the talent it was just a matter of like figuring things out like clicking when they needed to and kind of making it work with the group of guys they have and I think they're really starting to do that now and I think that's going to be really really good for them in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, they 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 look solid at Tatum and Brown continues just to to lead them the way they've been doing, like letting, letting – you know, getting their team involved. And, you know, Mark Smart, he called them out and said, yeah. you know, you guys are playing very selfishly and it's not going to work. You know, you guys can definitely score. like And, you know, you need that scoring because we just saw, again, Tatum just had that unbelievable – what, he had 50s, 50, 56, <laughs> yes. points. Yeah. So, um, you know, he took it right to Brooklyn. So, they, I mean, he's definitely capable of that throughout a series. And so is Jalen Brown. So you need those type of players, but like you said – Play as a team with the chemistry, then you could be really scared. So the Celtics are very, very scary. And then even, like I said, even not even talking about the Chicago Bulls, they're gonna they're get they're gonna get healthy. They they they've held it down so much, you know, not without Lonzo Paul, without Caruso. They're yeah. gonna get those guys back, and they're still in top four. So yeah. they're gonna be scary. Oh, uh, that would be a really good series. Celtics Bulls, that'd be a really, really well, good. Well, I think series.
1: people want that. That's a got that yeah, if things stand as of now, that's gonna be a really, really competitive series, I think.
2: Yeah, very competitive. I will I'm looking forward to this playoffs. I'm 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 very, very looking forward, especially in the east. Uh we'll see what happens. So Gabby, it's been a pleasure uh getting you back on. I've always enjoyed just our conversations and just and just having you on always and, and everything too. So let everyone know where they can actually Follow you, follow the show and what you got coming up um, the next couple of weeks on the show as well.
1: Yeah. So Boston Balling is is on a lot of different platforms. I mean, I'm on all forms of social media, me personally, um, with my personal accounts. But the, you can also find the show um, shows accounts on Instagram and Twitter. I do a live stream on Facebook every week um, so that you can like the Boston Balling Facebook page to see the live stream of that, but it's also on Apple, Spotify, um, a bunch of other podcast listening platforms. So you can subscribe to it that way as well. Um, YouTube, I have a YouTube channel. People have people want to watch it that way. So there's a lot of different platforms that, um, you know, you can find, you can find it on, um, I have some exciting, um, you know, baseball, now that baseball's, um, officially back and there's more, we can talk about now. I have some exciting baseball talk coming up. Um, I have some, um, looking taking a look at, um, NBA, like we talked about, like taking a look at kind of where things stand now, like where, um, you know, people think is, uh, which teams are going to be, um, tougher to beat than others, where the Celtics are at now. Um, so definitely an exciting next couple of weeks on the show, because there's, there's just so much going on right now in sports. Mm-hmm. And it's just a really, really good time to be doing podcasts because there's just so much going on. So that's kind of what we're looking at there. I have some, uh, some exciting guests coming up. So, um, yeah. should be, it should definitely be fun. I think, um, you know, I always appreciate your support, Courtney, and I appreciate everybody else's support as well. Um, I love doing it and, um, I'm just really looking forward to continuing to watch the progression as time goes on and just continue to just, um, have people support it.
2: Yeah, definitely. Everyone support Boston ball. And, uh, like I said, it's a, it's a great show. Gabby does uh, tremendous work on it. And like I said, I really appreciate you always, um, just the connection we have and just talking sports and, and everything. And you already know if you need anything, you need a guest or whatever, I'm always there as well. So, but looking forward to all the, the content with, like I said, with the baseball, the NBA, uh, the NHL, you know, the NHL playoffs is coming up as, as well. March madness, as we talked about. So, so, so much, right. stuff going on so much stuff. And I know, I know you're going to be diving into all of that. So looking forward to it. And uh, again, Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Enjoy these games. And, uh, and uh, I'll be talking to you soon. Thanks for everything.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
2: All right. Well, you have a good one. I'll talk to you soon. You as well. All right. Bye. All right. That is a wrap for the show. Uh, I want to thank Gabby Hurlbut. Um, follow her on all social media platforms. Follow her her podcast, Boston Ballin podcast, uh, on all social media and all podcast platforms. You can get it on Spotify, Google play It's everywhere. Like I said, she does a live show on Tuesdays or Wednesday evenings on Facebook. Uh, she always has great guests, not just all Boston guests, but, uh, just guests in general. So, like I said, she's loading up her baseball. Um, And she's loading up, yeah, loading for baseball, loading for the NBA. I mean, there's so much going on March Madness. Look out for all the content coming up on her show as well. So, thank everyone that tuned in. Thank everyone on the Roku BS3 TV app. Download that app, BS3 TV on Roku. Uh, You can get all of our shows, BS3 Network, uh, BS3 TV, BS3Network.com. Check it out. Uh, Check out all of our shows, sports, uh, comedy social uh talk spirituality tv and movie reviews uh we got a little bit of everything um on the network like i said we got a slew of shows we just picked up more uh podcasts picked up more shows more more uh content and a great host great great family just a great network to be on bs3 shout out to bs3 himself and sutter um for the platform and for all the things he's got that he has going on, so can't thank him enough. Um, follow the show, follow me on social media, Courtney Harden on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, CJ Harden 79. Uh, the Real Deal with Courtney Harden, Google it, follow it on all social media and all podcast platforms. We're everywhere, so again. I'm gonna have content probably every day next week because of march madness or at least every other day so continue to be locked in follow uh the journey follow the websites follow the the um follow all, all things social media we're on spreaker we're on uh everywhere we're everywhere so just google the real deal with courtney harder so that's a wrap for the show again thanks to gabby Hurlbutt. uh thanks everyone in the comments and in the chat uh until next time Stay safe, peace, God bless.